I normally start the show off by saying, welcome to the CNJ show. I'm not doing that this time because I, me and, listen, one of the, the, I would say top five, top three, all time, most critically panned events in WWE history is Brawl for All. Infamously hated amongst peers, everything you, everybody involved in the wrestling business, make fun of it to this day. First off, I'm C. This is Jay. Welcome to the C and J show. So I have two, I have two questions, real quick. Yeah. Number one. So who was the new faction? Because I didn't see any new factions. Oh, I'm going to get to that too. Because they're, 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 I think I have, I think I kind of understand what happened with that. Um, and with, number t- number two, have you done any looking into people talking about this since it's been two hours since the show ended, and I just finished watching it now? Oh, uh, I have saw some Facebook posts. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in, in a sec. But okay, I'll let you continue, and I'll I'll, I'll chime in when uh, you're done. So. <laughs> Okay, wrestling fans, wrestling's fake. We know it's fake. Like, maybe as a kid you don't realize it, but as an adult you know it's fake, and you accept it. It's a male soap opera. If we want to watch shoot wrestling, MMA-style wrestling, there is a thing called the, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, UFC. That exists. And it does a very good job at, at, at having great matches, and the violence is there. WWE, this was the worst Raw of the year. And I, I say that because they had some bright spots, but they did. They did so many. Bi- the. Okay, so there was obviously reports that there was chaos backstage and the writing wasn't finished, etc. This was the sloppiest fucking Raw I think I've ever seen. Like, there was no clear understanding to anything that happened. Like, you have lights flickering throughout the show. You have mics going in and out. You have Nia Jax, who comes out and is apparently suspended indefinitely. You have... Without pay. Without pay. You have... Um, Shane McMahon having some underground fight club with the big uh, African-American bouncer who was the same guy, same ninja that was in Akira Tozawa's ninja group, mind you. Oh, that was, that, that was him? Yep, that was him. Um... Uh-huh. You have Montez Ford, who was drinking something that he was questioning what he was drinking to begin with. If you if you watch, go back and watch when he was drinking out of the cup, and then he's fallen over and he's apparently poisoned. Then you have five. See, I, I, I missed that part because I, I heard the point. That's why the poison thing didn't make much sense to me. But yeah, I get it. Now. And then you have five people outside who are blowing up. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um. Transformer. A transformer. Yeah. I this show was a disaster. 
Um, yeah. A lot of fans, from what I read, like the concept of what they're doing with the Fight Club, but the execution is the issue that I guess a lot of the fans are having. I think it's a joke altogether. This they like the concept. I, I saw a couple of people, and then a couple other people. Well, I mind you on this. I would probably say twenty percent. The other eighty percent was basically like, "This is why AEW is the number one show right now." Yeah. Um, what was the point of this tonight? Honestly, like, and here's my thing about the faction. So at first, when the lights are flickering and everything like that, I'm saying to myself, "Okay, the hacker." is involved in this somehow. Like, they're bringing back the hacker thing. And then I thought about when they said concept, and I, I, and I saw a couple things online about rumors about a shoot-style concept, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no fucking way. They, there's no way you're bringing back Brawl for All. Um, I wonder if the new... Fa- there's rumors going around that the new faction was either written out of tonight's show... Or is debuting on next Raw show, which is being taped. Now, I wonder if this is the undisputed era because of the fact that they're wrestling tomorrow for the tag team belts. Maybe that's why they held it off. Regardless, like, how how does this Bruce Prichard? Like, has openly, he despises Brawl for All. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't even understand how this gets approved. Well, I, I have so much to say about this. And before I go off, I want to start by saying, by touching on the good things. And there's not a lot. (laughs) Believe me, there's not a lot at all. When you have a three-hour fucking show and you only have literally three things that are good on it, somebody's got to get fired. Somebody's got to make changes. I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. In full disclosure, I still haven't seen SmackDown yet, but I was out and about, and, and C basically was texting me and telling me how horrible the show was. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch it, and then we'll, you know, we get, we'll do a show. So here we are. Um, probably when we talk about AEW and, and NXT next is when I'll, I'll, I'll watch SmackDown by then and, and Impact tomorrow, probably. But. Um, <laughs> All right, so the good. Um, I loved what they did with Sasha and Bailey at the beginning of the show with the whole video package and then Asuka at the end, and then they're all they're like, "What is? What was she doing there?" And then Shayna comes in, and damn, that that punch looked bad on Sasha. Yeah, uh, bad as in like. You know, not bad as in like bad, but bad as in like she did it well. Um, and then I like that. It was good. You know, of course, unfortunately, it sets up a singles match later on, which 
they didn't plug at all. It just, you know, it just showed up when it showed up. I mean, the, the segment was time, time for it. Um, if they did mention it, it was probably during the match that I fast forwarded through. And I, I'll be honest with you, most of the matches tonight I did for time and because whatever, it is what it is. Um, the Sasha and Shayna match, I want to actually see, but I want to see it on pay-per-view. I, I get that they did it to set up, which apparently is going to be a three-way, possibly a four-way if they end this stupid suspension angle with Anaya and she ends up getting put in it. But um, I, 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 it pisses me off because as a wrestling fan, you hear that, Vince? Wrestling. It's in your fucking name of your fucking company. I know you're not listening to this, but just in case you are. As a wrestling fan, I want to see a wrestling match between two actual wrestlers that is built up to, that should be on a pay-per-view. You don't take two people, the caliber of Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks, put them in their very first singles match on free fucking TV just to set up a pay-per-view match where it's a multi-woman match. Why do they keep doing this, by the way? With, with they, they, they did this before with um, Asuka and Charlotte and Sasha and Asuka where they just keep having these matches on Raw then they expect this pay-per-view match to mean something. See, I wish I knew, bro. I, I They've been doing this for over 15 fucking years and, and it drives me Nuts. Yeah, but it's more. I, I it's, it's been more prominent in the last, I'd say, couple of years. Or not even a couple of years. Last year or two, they've been doing this a lot lately. Yeah, they have, and, and I don't get. I don't know if it's a Pritchard thing now why they're doing it more now. I, I just it drives me nuts. I, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. And if you want to wonder why there's an AEW existing, like you said before, it's because of bull fucking shit like this. I'm going off on the cuss words tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Real, but real quick, though, what, whatever happened to the, the the good old days of two wrestlers not touching each other or seeing each other until the fucking pay-per-view, the build-up? Now it's like they're in, I... they're in tag team matches, triple uh, fucking uh, yep. six-mans. It's like, what the fuck? Yep. What did I say the last show about WrestleMania with KO and yeah. Seth? That's, that's why it was the only fucking match I cared about on that whole goddamn two hour or two hour two day fucking bullshit show uh, even if it wasn't two days if the original plan COVID didn't happen and they were in the fucking stadium it was still the only fucking match I would have cared about that's why the, that's why the the, 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 the Keith Lee and Karrion Cross match is going to mean something because they haven't actually fucking they even touched each other yes yes exactly um anyway alright so so the promo, the, the, all that stuff backstage I like. The match, I'm sure I probably would have enjoyed it if I allowed myself to watch it and enjoy it, but I didn't. Was what it was. The way it ended was stupid. I don't understand how the fucking disqualification happens when Asuka comes out and attacks Bailey, who's not even in the fucking match, and then we hear the bell. That's another fucked up thing. And then they do the stupid promo... You know, they don't know all these. Re- oh my God, I am beyond fucking tired 
of recaps. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I know we said in the last show we're not gonna that we don't want to do like the the negatives. Oh, who cares? Oh this is a, yeah. This is a special. This is a special kind of fuck. <laughs> All well, right, this is a special kind of fuck. Here's right the best now. thing is they, they 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 show these five minute fucking replays, and Shayna oh, is like I don't know chilling outside the fucking ring until the fucking replay is over. Then she's gonna come in the fuck. It's just stupid. And my guess is this: they cut the camera before you know they they they, they must have cut the camera to. Bailey and Ashka, when or whenever when Sasha and, and something happened in, in that in, in the ring between Shayna and, and Sasha, because I agree with you. Well, how was that a DQ? Yeah, well, the, the announcers didn't mention a goddamn thing about it. Yeah, so which whatever. is was, yeah. Anyway, I know I was saying starting to good, but this ties into the good. So, uh, the, the, yeah, the promo was stupid at the end. With 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 Shayna and Asuka, I don't understand why she would say, "Oh, I hope you win, and then I'm going to beat you." It's stupid. It's absolutely fucking stupid. I I don't know how they're going to set up this three way, four way, whatever. I don't it's think gonna it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a three way, four way. I think it's gonna be. Uh, if they don't, they're screwing Shayna again. But whatever. Uh so. Um. The part I did like was how Sasha basically took the role of Bailey. And yeah, I saw that. Her own and at the end, saying, "You get the title match type deal." And so Bailey wasn't happy about it. You can tell. No, no, just like Sasha hadn't been happy what Bailey was doing it to her. So that that I liked, you know that that was part of the good. The other good I liked came towards the end of the show, not the very end because we'll get there. <laughs> But with Seth, now, the whole thing with him and Phillips was kind of weird, but I get why they went there. I didn't at first, which was like, whatever, but I was happier than a pig in shit when Samoa Joe finally stood up and started talking because there's been weeks that have gone by where he has not done a damn thing or said a damn thing about everything that Seth's been doing to these people. He stands up finally for Phillips. Whatever. It is what it is. The thing is, I am beyond tired of Samoa Joe being in the commentary booth. It's not time yet for him to be there. He's good, but continuity. He was part of the storyline against the Monday Night Messiah before he got hurt and then got suspended. So now he's no longer hurt. He's no longer suspended. Why is he still commentary? He's also not. He's not that old. He should be. No, he's not. And you know, maybe this will lead towards post SummerSlam, Joe and Seth restarting that, and I'd be okay with that. But I loved it that he finally stood up. Finally was telling him shit. Finally taking off the coat, took off the headset, got in the ring, or almost got in the ring, then Dominic comes on. Dominic looked great. The interview with Dominic, I didn't care for. I think he's pretty bad on the mic. He needs some time, but in the ring, he's pretty good. You know, it's great. We haven't seen him put a match together. It's just spots, but it's pretty good. And and I'm excited to see this this match with him and Seth at SummerSlam. He's so green with, um, you know, the mic skills, which is fine. I mean, in all fairness, Ray, Ray Mysterio is not, a, you know, he's not a fucking no. amazing no. on, on the mic at all, you know. 
Um, I, I, I will say though, I, I agree with you. I was very impressed with his, um, his pace during the, his pace, his awareness. He wasn't sloppy, you know, with the six one nine or even going through the ropes, you know, like just very on the right speed. And I think his size and I think everything with Seth is going to be a very good match. I, the other thing, too, is yeah. I think Seth is going to help carry him, too. It's smart to put Dominic in a match with somebody who knows what they're doing. And yeah. I know it's, you know, Seth has had moments in his past, you know, where he's 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 made mistakes in the ring. But I think he's definitely, by now, I would say he's one of the safer guys to be in the ring with. Yeah, I would agree. I definitely would agree. Um yeah, that, so so that whole thing I, I enjoyed that, and then the final thing I enjoyed was the promo with Drew and Randy back and forth. I thought everything that Drew said at first before Randy came out was was spot on and great, and his delivery was awesome. Randy came out rebuttaled gold. Randy Orton is probably the best wrestler in the world today just not necessarily in ring but big picture everything that's not a shot at Jericho because Jericho's fucking he's on another level but as far as you know guys that have the it factor as a heel only a heel and can nail those points and nail it in the ring too I think Orton is right there as at the top um, well, it's funny you say that. But you said that because obviously, this has been you know Vince said this a couple months ago when they when they someone asked him we, we we've had this on the show who his top star is and McMahon has said Orton. I agree with you. I think on paper, and I I know mean you are always on Jericho's bandwagon and I'm on Seth's bandwagon a lot. But if you look at someone's body of work and his in ring ability, his mic ability. Total package. You you have to give Randy Orton the number one nod. Yep. You have to. Yep, I agree. I agree. And then uh, then the follow up with Drew. So this is what I thought about it. I think what was written for him to say was kind of hokey and stupid and shitty, but his delivery of it made up for it. I think. You know, the whole stuff about, uh, what was he saying? The whole thing about him being back in catering and, oh, if, if, if I were just to had a word of, uh, from Randy Orton, it would have made my, you know, made me change my life or whatever. I was like, oh, man. But the delivery was good. And it honestly makes me want to see this match at SummerSlam. Um, I still don't think they're going to give the belt to Orton. And I don't think they should because I don't think he needs it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And this also kind of boggles my mind. I started thinking, didn't he have a title match against Kofi at SummerSlam last year, too? Orton? Yeah. Did he? I think so. He and Kofi were going through that little feud before Kofi got... Oh, before he lost to Lesnar? Maybe. Uh Um... I will say this. I, I think I thought this was the best part of the show. Um, yeah. And here's the this this sort of bottles my mind. Boggles my mind. Well, first off, 
Real quick, was DeMontez Ford match the last match? Actual in-ring match. Ooh. Right? It... Or was that Shayna and Sasha? Or, or was that before that? I think it was before it. I would go back and watch, but I already deleted it off the DVD. Well, <laughs> regardless of that, um, you know, you have... You said something in a text message earlier. I like the format. It's opened up with a match. You know, it, it wasn't just right to a promo. That's all great. This champ. I like the f- What's up? first. Ha- I like the first half of the show's format for, for the most part. But the, my issue, my issue is, this is your big money feud, and I don't know. I felt like they should. They could have saved this to the end, or they could have ended this on top and I guess that's my issue but yeah. regardless yeah the, the placement of it yeah I, I agree but regardless like it made me interested in the match these two and you know we're seeing Drew grow more and more by week by week by week and he's yep. vastly there is a vastly large difference between him, his growth, and Braun Strowman's growth over the last couple months. You just, oh yeah, by far. You just, you see one becoming a superstar and the other one not. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's no disrespect to Braun. I've been saying this for a long time. I think Braun Strowman is an attraction. He's the big show. Mm. Unfortunately, that's just that's what it is. Um, but anyway, you can, yeah, you can continue. Yeah. So yeah, so that was the uh, you know those are, those are the three main things that I enjoyed. The other thing that I semi enjoyed on this show, and it was a very minor thing, but it was a good thing, was the fact that they I, I think the poison angle was stupid that they did. I hate when they do that. You know, I, I think back to the whole Shawn Michaels yeah. Woman Heart match on Rob '95, whatever that was, and he collapsed. Uh, stupid, but um, I hate when they keep going back to that because it, you know, it's just dumb. Uh, but I did like that, and I sent this to you in a text too that uh, Bianca got involved because it makes it realism because everybody knows she's married to Montez, yeah. and I was I was kind of hoping that they'd put her in this because yeah, they got Selena, so why not? Have Bianca and the Street Profits. Well, they need to because they don't really have anything to do with her. And at the at, and and see, this is my issue with um. Th- this is a perfect example, actually. You put Shayna in a match against Sasha on Monday Night Raw, when you can put either of the two in a match with Bianca to get her some television time and get her win it. You know, you don't even have to, she doesn't need to win the match, but you give her television time and have her put on a decent showing. And she gets, you know, recognized. Perfect example. They do this ridiculous... Okay, it wasn't that bad, but they do the KO segment with, with the Riot Squad and the Iconics. I found it really funny that that's Kevin mentioned Sarah like three fucking times. I'm like, okay, maybe she's not done with the company completely. But... Yeah. Um, and then they have a match in the last, like, a minute, not even. Like, it was a fast yeah. match. Like, 
So what do you, it just, it's a horrible decision-making and. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about Bianca, I don't think they want her to lose right now. So that's why they wouldn't put her in there. And I kind of would agree with that, but we do need to see her in the ring do something. Yeah. She needs to wrestle. Like she, yeah. Like she had the tag match with Ruby, which didn't make much sense, but it was cool to see her. And then. You know that was it. So maybe have her, you know, have her wrestle somebody. I wouldn't necessarily put her with Shane or, or Sasha, but I'd put her with, uh, you know, somebody and have her featured and have her go over at some point, which I'm sure they probably will. Um, See, this is a perfect example. Like with Bianca, like would would she just not be better off in NXT right now? Like you know, what I'm saying, like I just, I I know she was there forever and she had her matches, but it's just like, okay, what has NXT really got? going in the women's division. I mean, it's not like they have a ton. What, they got EO, they got Rhea, they got Dakota, they got Candice, and they got um, Tegan. I mean, yeah. and, and now Mercedes Martinez, I guess. But, like, I don't know. Like, I th- Bianca could be there. This is my issue with with the four horsewomen, like, just on both, all three fucking shows, basically. Half the, it's just, it's not good. You're not building new talent. Well, here's the thing. And we'll, we'll get to the bad here in a minute because there's a lot more bad than good. Uh, everything we touched upon that was good, right? So we we said Drew and Randy. You know, that's the main program. We said Seth, who has been the MVP. And we said the horsewomen. Now, you know, granted... You know, we're complaining about the horsewomen because they're taking up the time. But at the same time, it's one of the best three segments on this show. Now, it's both a blessing and a curse because they are the best. So that's why they keep showing it. However, it's a curse because it's a detriment rather because they they are the best. They have them there. It takes away you know, time to build somebody else up. Like, they didn't need to have Sasha and Shayna have a match tonight. They could have done that segment, taped Sasha and, and, uh, you know, maybe not even taped it next week, but, you know, use it to build an ad and, you know, like have somebody make a four-way or three-way or whatever for SummerSlam. Don't even need a match for it. Just have an authority figure put it together. You know, or, or just announce it like they've been doing, you know, like other matches. Um, and that would open up a spot to have, like you said, feature Bianca versus whoever. Or you could have had um, or you could have had the Riot Squad and Iconics be a longer fucking match. Yeah, that too. That too. Um there's just other things. Like like the yes, these these people that we we're mentioning are the best segments for a reason but we're not saying they're the best and everybody else sucked it's how they present everybody else that was the suck and it was the timing that you have to do you know like i said before two segments unnecessary um well real quick you said something that was that was spot on how do you just have a Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks match and not even hype it up? 
like I it said. It just comes out TV, like not hyped. Such bullshit. Such fucking bullshit. I'm I was pissed. I was livid. Like I said, like about the first half of, of Raw, if they would have ended it there, I would have been okay with it. Was it great? No, but it was decent. But the second half, oh my god, was this horrible. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> I'm so fucking pissed. And I know you are well, too. You've been dying to vent. You know, first off, I... Okay, so you have okay. I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this now. I like the hurt business. I like what they're doing. I like what they got going on. They still need. A, they, I, I would still say they need at least one or two more guys. I think they'll get two more guys. Is my guess. Um. With that being said, <clears throat> so the hurt business made a comment later on in the show, like. Oh, don't you find it funny? All these lights flickering and blah blah blah, and all that's going on. And then, uh, you know, the shaming bands underground's going on. But then, it, it shows you know the those five masked people outside destroying the um, transformer. But, uh, the people outside tr- destroying the transformer; those weren't the ninjas. Nope. So, and they didn't look like they were part of Shane's underground. Now. Then again, is he literally trying to take a scene out of fucking Fight Club? Because, I mean, if you recall, if you've seen Fight Club, which I think most people have, there was many times where there was, you know, acts of vandalism and, um, you know, anarchy from the group Fight Club. So am I like, okay, is this the faction? But you have no explanation for, like, there's n- just the show ends. There's no explanation for anything that happened on actual Raw in terms of the poisoning, the light, none of that shit. And it's not even really mentioned as, like, a focus point. It's just, oh, that occurred. And here's Shane, Shane McMahon's underground. And you have underused wrestlers, the War Raiders, Eric Rowe. You have Dolph Ziggler, you know, quote-unquote fighting. And then you have the Hurt Business come at the end, beat up everybody. Obviously, Bobby Lashley is an MMA fighter. Obviously, Shelton Benjamin is a former, you know, collegiate wrestler. Um, I don't know MVP's background, but I'm sure you know he's not no fucking scrub. You know, and they just come and beat the shit out of these guys, and then Shane's just kind of sitting there like sharing them on, and then just so to me, I'm like, okay, is the new faction the Hurt Business led by Shane McMahon? Like in the in the raw under, <laughs> I just like I, I try to like understand like the logic with any of this. To quote Bruce Pritchard, trying to put logic to an illogical situation. <laughs> like I cannot wait until he gets fired again at some point because it'll happen because he. <laughs> 
you know, he gets fired like every five or ten years, and then he'll go on his fucking his podcast and talk about shit that happened when he was there. I'm dying for this episode, like, because yeah. I, I just, I just, I, I'm sure we'll get some news that'll come out tomorrow. Oh, we have to about whose idea this really was and all that crap. Um. Before I, before I get into that part, because that that to me was the the main event. It was literally the main event of the show, but it was literally the main event of the worst of the show. Um, I already mentioned the Shayna stuff. I already mentioned the poison stuff. Um, I honestly don't remember anything else that was really really bad. Other than the stuff I already mentioned, I will say this about the KO show segment. I don't understand why he is involved with that, but whatever. I thought Ruby and Liv's promo was, eh, I guess, real raw emotion, but it was also it felt forced to me. Uh, they're back, I guess, as a riot squad. Maybe Sarah will come and manage them. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I don't really... Like the 24-7 Tazawa's... Uh, yeah, that ties into the whole her business thing. Yeah, I, I, MVP and, and Cruz, whatever. It, it's... Yeah. All right. So here, let's let's do my main event here. The, the her business stuff. All right. I agree with you. I do like the faction. I do like how they built them up. Now, what I don't like, and this is kind of in the same vein, but almost worse. Um, worse as far as a championship involved, I guess, or championships involved. Worse than how they did Selena's group with Austin Theory was still with them with the whole Drew McIntyre post-mania. Oh, FYI, he, he has been, uh, he is suspended. That's why he's not been on television. Who? Austin Theory. Oh, they did suspend him. Ah. It was an unannounced uh, suspension. For the fucking, all that accusation stuff but anyway uh yeah so they uh they pretty much pulled the rug out from them as far as the titles go tonight with mvp and shelton so i didn't like the booking of that uh they tied it into the whole oh look at this box that has been toppled over like what the fuck are you talking about a box for you know, it was stupid. And MVP comes in and says that he was right. And then, you know, was, oh, by the way, you know, Apollo accepts the match for SummerSlam or yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, and then Shelton loses the 24-7 title. And at the end of the show, they're, like, walking and they got the suits on and the shirts and whatever. And they're like, oh, this hurt business stuff. Okay. Or, or not hurt. You know what I mean. That's the raw underground. It's, uh, you know. I'm like, and then I sent the text to you. I'm like, oh boy, her business versus Raw Underground. This is, I don't like where this is going. Um, so, and it's, it's, they, they, they tied into each other. So I'll get to the ending here in a minute. But when's, when, when do you, 
all the things about this show is just so weird. The whole like the guy standing next to the door, you know, in the back, and it was dark, and then the guy comes with the water and then backs up, and it's like. I was having Goldberg flashes, and I was thinking to myself, oh, God, please don't let him be there. And thank God he wasn't, but um, it was just weird. And and then, you know, all of a sudden, like, they t- they did the tease. The first you see it, like, we're all underground. Like, Wait, what? What the hell is this, you know? Like, I was having flashback, and then they, you know, they come back again, and they see the girls dancing. They got the music playing. I was having flashbacks to Shotgun Saturday Night from 1997. And I'm thinking to myself in my head, okay, if this was 1997, this probably would be cool. Right now? No. (laughs) And then they come and they show the first match of the big dude, like, basically beating the shit out of everybody. And it's, it's very similar. It has a similar feeling to Brawl for All, but it's also very different because they're not you know, tournament style matches and, and it's just I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like it's trying to be MMA. It's trying to rip it's off not. Josh Barnett's uh Yeah, yeah, Bloodsport Blood for sure. For sure. And it's stupid. Because Bloodsport's actually good. Um but anyway you see all these teas, you saw the first thing with him, then you come back and you see uh Eric beaten from uh uh you know, War Raiders were beating this guy up, and it's like, why? What is the point of this crap, you know? And then the final segment of the night, you see Dolph in there. It's like, Jesus Christ, you know? I'm just like, I, I just don't like this at all. And, and, and I think I've said this on the show before, if I haven't, whatever, but I am not an MMA guy. I do not like UFC, Bellator, any of that. I just don't care for it. I never have, I never will. I've tried, and it's just not for me. So, that being said, how I feel about that on top of seeing what this was supposed to be about, and and despite the fact that I don't like it, I did like Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Because it involved real fighting, but real fighting with uh you know, with actual wrestlers that are you know, legitimate tough guy badasses. So, very different from Brawl for All as well. Um, but this, oh my god, I, I just, I don't know what to say. I, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? This is so stupid. And then, the last segment. It's almost like they did a reboot of the Hurt Business tonight. They they got rid of the belts and they put them in this thing. And it's like, what is the point of this? Yeah, I get Lashley is an MMA guy. Whatever. But we want to see this is not MMA. This is WWE. Again, Vince McMahon, wrestling. It's in the name of your fucking company. Don't you ever forget that. Um, we want to see Bobby Lashley wrestle. We don't want to see this MMA crap. And we got a taste of it with the Drew feud. But then that ended and they started doing the Hurt Business. And we're thinking, okay, 
you know, we've been talking about for months, Lashley and, and Lesnar at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, granted, COVID happened and it kind of fucked up shit with the crowds, and I get that. Maybe at some point we can see them again, and maybe part of me maybe thinks because of the COVID shit we're maybe too hard on them, but at the same time, we're not. Because look at what AEW is doing in regards to COVID. They, granted, only have one show a week, two if you count dark, but it's a lot, I don't say easier to do with less shows, but you have so much talent to fill all these shows with, and you don't do it. Well, you have three shows and they're separate rosters. It's not like you have, you know, three shows with the same roster. Right. And, and, And even then, they still don't do it. They have enough talent spread across all three rosters to feature more than just the top guys every week. And yeah, you know, I said tonight, the top segments were, in my opinion, those three, you know, uh, the three things were the the top guys of, you know, Drew and Randy, the the horsewoman and uh, Seth. But we gave an example earlier take away, you know, the match with Sasha and, and Shayna and give somebody else that spot. Take away this entire Raw Underground bullshit and give it to somebody else. And then you're, oh, well, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler was there, so they gave, they, I think he was there for like five, not even, a, like two minutes at the end of the fucking show. Hey, give me a break, you know? I, I don't want to hear that shit. And, oh, you, these guys, you don't know who they are. Yeah, we don't know who they are because they're showing it in a goddamn fucking MMA bullshit setting, you know, and not even a real MMA. It's a fake MMA, you know. It's just, uh, it's so fucking stupid to me. I mean, Christ's sake, when Bobby Lashley punched that one guy, he missed him so fucking bad that I, I, I was sitting there like looking at the guy. I'm like, oh my god, like you couldn't adjust the camera on that, like, right? I just need some. Here, this is all I ask. I just need something to come out and then tomorrow. To just explain to me what the fucking point of this was, like even because yeah. I, I I think they're I think I think they're filming this week's next week's raw you know right now or whatever they you know they're filming it after this week's raw even it even I gotta go look at spoilers for next week because I just need to understand what if you the find f- them. If you find them, please send them to me because I want to see too. I'm just I just I just curious. I just need to know. Yeah. What the reasoning was for like for for this like it's funny because our last show we were talking about what can we do to fix WWE and it's just so coincidental that we're having a conversation about that show and then this show comes on and it's just god fucking awful and I just literally think that my, I, I I'm literally thinking to myself sometimes if they're just purposely sabotaging themselves. Or they just don't give a fuck. I just, I something. Somebody needs to explain to me how you're sitting there. Here, just here's a perfect, perfect fucking example. You're sitting there discussing storylines and what to do and what not to do and blah blah blah. All this nonsense. You come up with this concept 
but you can't find anything for Tommaso Ciampa to do <laughs> or Kevin Owens to do or Alistair Black, who had his eye poked out last weekend, but wasn't even mentioned. Mm-hmm. So they show the recap. That was it. They show the recap of him jumping. They didn't even show the full recap. Did they? Oh, really? I didn't. I don't know. I fast forward. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no. You're right. They did with um, Murphy on, on the phone. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, they, they. It's just it's they got Samoa Joe on commentary. Like these are the things that drive me fucking crazy about this company. Is that they do shit like this, and you sit there and you just shake your fucking head. Like, how does this get approved? Like, I, this gets approved. But you're passing on, you know, the nation of domination appearing. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah. Like I said, man, like with the music and the girls dancing and the way it was set up, it had a very shotgun Saturday night from 97 feel. And granted, people say all the time, oh, bring back the idea, blah, 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 blah. You can't bring something back. You have to evolve and move forward. But there are ways to evolve and move forward that are the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And I know we're going to get called AEW marks. I don't give a fuck right now because AEW is the right way to do it. And right now, WWE is the wrong way to do it. And again... C and I have been watching this shit since we were kids, man. We are wrestling fans. We're not AEW marks. We're not WWE marks. We're wrestling fans slash marks who want to see good wrestling across the fucking board. Now, honestly, there's not enough hours in the day, time in the week, whatever the case may be, to cover everything and whatever, even if there was, they're just not feasible. But as how how much we love wrestling, if we, if the right situation came about, we would be glad to cover everything. But we want to cover it in a positive light. And it's not that we hate WWE, and I know we've said this many times on this show. It's not that we hate Vince McMahon. We hate what you are giving us, because what you are giving us is pure shit. And and I hate to say that, because like I said, we're fans. When we started watching this, you, you created this 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 not the business but you created this this company and we for whatever reason and, and we're just two of many people but we were attracted to this we were you know drawn to this and here we are in our adult lives still being drawn to it starting a podcast about it for Christ's sake and yeah Without you, there would be no AEW. I get it. But the thing is, without you in the negative, 
there'd be no AEW. And that's what I don't think Vince McMahon realizes. I really don't think he gets it. I don't think he cares. And you alluded to something on the last show, too. They made more money than they thought they were going to make last quarter. And I don't know who is still supporting them like that to the point where they have that. But I'm telling you, if they keep doing it and people say, oh, you say they're in trouble, blah, blah, blah. They're not in any trouble financially yet. But if this keeps up, if it keeps going in that direction and they keep sabotaging themselves to be negative and negative, and then you've got AEW on the rise, dude, it's going to take a couple of years, but it, we, we don't want that though. Well, you know, there, there's, there's so many people. I'm sorry. I'll let you talk. No, you're fine. But there's, there's so many people like a very good close friend of mine. He, uh, he watched Raw tonight. He's like, Oh, it sucked, man. And he's, he used to be a big WWE mark. But when AEW came about, he switched like that. And he's just he was so tired of the product being stale, being whatever it was. And I get it. But we don't want them to fail. Even so, we want we want everybody to succeed because the more you succeed, the better it is for everybody across the board. And I, I really don't know who in their right fucking mind thought what we got tonight would succeed. I really don't. And, and I keep having that thought in my head of Vince sitting there saying, ah, we're all underground. It's such good shit, pal. I, I just, oh God, dude. I, I, from all the stories we've heard from people about him having that, that, that catchphrase and that attitude, it's not a catchphrase. It's like, it's his life. You know, that's how he talks. And if this was his fucking idea, or if it wasn't his fucking idea, but somebody came to him and he said, oh, that's great. I love it. I'll be like, Vince, you got to go, bro. I love you. I love you. But you got to go. You got to fucking go. Steph, Hunter, somebody, somebody take the reins off of this man. Because he just does not fucking have it anymore. Now, if it's an issue where he didn't totally love it, but he reluctantly agreed to it, okay. I don't know if we'll ever fucking know that, though. But, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I, I talked a lot. No, you're fine. Uh, what I, all I was going to say was, well, I, I got a lot to say, too, but, like, They'll be fine financially because they'll do their fucking two or three fucking blood money shows in Saudi Arabia, and that'll be yeah. make them. What's not what's enough? Fuck them eventually is ratings. Because at some point here, the ratings are gonna take a fucking nosedive they, they, if they just have to. If they didn't lose fans tonight, I don't know what would. I'm just saying, like, I really don't know what else it would take. Like, I genuinely turn it off and like said to myself I can't watch this shit no more like I it's like you know I get so excited to do a podcast Wednesday nights after Dynamite because I just there's so much good shit happening the fact that I got excited to do a podcast because of how bad it was is horrible that's not the yep. point of, of having a podcast 
is to bash something you fucking love. I can't for the life of me think that Trips or Steph it, we're, were happy about this. I almost don't even want to accept the fact that Bruce was on board with this. And part of me thinks yeah. he wasn't because the show was the, the way the show was produced. It wasn't a Pritchard show to, to right. me. It was just it was so weird. It, it wasn't a Pritchard show to me. Um, I wonder if that match between Thatcher and Riddle because because of how good that went, like I mean, granted it wasn't. I I didn't love it, but it was a good match. I mean, it, it was physical. I wonder if that had something to to get the steaming a little bit, maybe you know. I, but even even in regards to that, like I just the whole setup is weird. Like you show the door like twice, but that was it. You know, it's like then her but, business but, just comes in, and then. But did that door was that actually revealed to be the door going? No, into we have, this? you fucking no idea. Okay. Yeah. But that's not even the shit that even. I I'll, I'll say this, that didn't even drive me crazy. The underground thing's horrible. That didn't drive me crazy as much as the lack of where the fuck the story is going with the rest of the show with this weird things happening. That pissed me yeah. off more than fucking anything. You have the lights flickering uh, and they're and they're trying to say, well, there's the weather outside and there's people on Facebook posting um, the weather charts from fucking Orlando, sunny, yeah. 90 degrees. And then there's, um, then they're, you know, the fucking mic's going and then the box tipped over and then the transformer. I'm just like, that whole thing pissed me off more than anything. Because I'm just like, what are you fucking people doing? And just, just, it just, it just mind boggles me, man. Like, I, I and I, and I gotta keep saying this, but like, this is for Christ's sake. There's an episode of Tales from the Dark, um, from the Dark Side of the Ring about Brawl for All. Brawl for All is literally. I'm trying to think of the top three or four worst moments in WWF history. That's definitely that's definitely in the top five. I, I, I'm trying to think of more what else would be there. Probably the Montreal Screwjob is number one more than likely, but the Brawl for All is easily number two or three. Oh, Owen Hart's death, obviously, is probably number one, I would say, because the way that happened. But in terms of just the worst events in the company – like that is there, like that is like so bad. Nobody even wants to talk about it. And you fucking literally, basically brought it back. Like, and now you have like the hurt business. Who I just, I agree with you. It's, was this a was the was the hurt business the faction? Was this a reboot for them to become powerhouses? Even though like. That's fine, but you don't. You have MVP fighting for the United States title at SummerSlam, and now Lashley doesn't have anything to do. Yeah, like I just, yeah. I, and then you take the twenty four seven title off of Shelton just to give it to Tazawa for whatever fucking reason. It's just Tazawa is a perfect example of a guy that when I talked in the last show about a superstar show. He'd be on that show. 
Like he's just yep. not needed on the main roster. He's not needed. I just don't even know, man. I just, I, you know, I was partially excited about tonight because not excited, but I was, I was intrigued because they're like, Oh, a new faction's coming. You know, what will this, al-? and they're mind you on this, this is WWE.com breaking the, this news. It's not yep. Dave Meltzer or someone. It's WWE.com saying a new faction is headed to Raw tonight. What will this alliance do onto the Red Brand? Then, before that even came about, Shane McMahon is coming back, is, is returning to Raw tonight. And then eventually later on, says you know he's bringing a, he is, he has a, he's introducing a new concept. Okay. That's not the faction. So there still was it was a faction that was going to debut, or an alliance. So is the the fact that they said the alliance makes me wonder if it's the Hurt Business and Shane O'Mac aligning each other. If that's the case, that pisses me off. Because uh-huh. what purpose are you going to what purpose are you going to serve when you have Drew McIntyre? in a championship feud with Randy Orton that does not need anybody else to get involved in. You don't have the Intercontinental title on the show. So what exactly are are these guys going to do as an alliance? Like, I'm not kidding you. There was a little tiny part of me, Jay, that was sitting there thinking to myself, because, you know, Dominic Dijakovic had his whole blackout on Twitter and everything like that. I'm I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you motherfuckers are gonna do it, man. You're gonna you're gonna pull some NXT um Nexus bullshit here. Not Nexus, but you you got Dijakovic, you got Ciampa, you know, I'm sure you, you you can come up with other guys, you know, Shane Thorne or something. You can come up with you know a couple other guys that are not doing anything or you know whatever the case may be and they're gonna invade fucking raw. I'm thinking to myself, that's the shit that you need. That's what you got to fucking do. You got to pull some shit like that out the fucking hat. And of course, it's not. It's, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't even fucking know. Well, there's something that to be said about, well, you just got to keep watching. And and I get that to a point because we're doing that with AEW with the horseman angle. But the difference is that they're teasing it, they're showing it, and we're understanding it. With this, if you say something's going to happen, and it doesn't, but we're supposed to be like, okay, yeah, that's still part of it, you got to keep watching. Well, why the fuck did you tell us it was going to happen then, if it's not? And then not only does it not, you don't mention it, on the show at all like no you don't and you know the thing is too like about the herd business they need more members because if they don't have more members they're basically just a tag team and 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 it's because you know mvp is really just a manager for the most i mean he know he's wrestling but they need more members to that fucking group for them to really have any 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 focus i i gotta say though i do like the idea of a group invading raw Here's the thing. They need something to, you know, just kind of fucking 
get the shit stirred up. You know, it, they did it. They did it with Nexus back in the day. They did it with the Shield. You know, they need something to get get things going here again. Now, you know, is it the undisputed era? Maybe. You know, even like I said, it, it could it be a faction of guys that you know, like hell, you know, Velvet and Dreams been off. You know, we don't know what he's doing. We don't know what Lars Sullivan's doing. Fuck, put put Lars, Velveteen, Champa, and Dijakovic together. Like that's a fucking scary foursome. Like, isn't Lars hurt? He's been hurt for a year and a half. Really, been that long? Oh my god, wow. yeah. But but that but that's what I'm trying to say. Like. You know, you have these guys who are not doing anything that are just like, where the fuck are they at? Like, you know, I mean, does it make a ton of sense? No. But, you know, if you do that and you have Ciampa be the leader, you know, it could make some sense because Ciampa is a champion, like a heavyweight champion contender. So... Former champ, yeah, former champ. So uh, it would make sense for Champa to be the ringleader. I just, I don't know, man. Like they just, it was so fucking bad tonight that I'm just sitting there thinking to myself about our conversation for the last show, like how to fix this. And I'm like watching the show, and I'm like, I don't even know how you fix this. It's just so goddamn bad. Like, well, the one thing I can think of. And I don't. I won't even. I'm just again trying to make sense of it all instead of thinking something good here. But if if what you were saying earlier about them aligning with Shane would be true, then why do I see Kevin Owens against Bobby Lashley for SummerSlam? Especially since KO name drop Shane, which he he should mention. Because continuality, last time he was on TV, basically he got fired <laughs> in the match with, with, with KO. And he's back, so it's like, well, why is he back? I Or he joins him. or he joins the herd business. There was there was a a rumor um or somebody did something. I don't know if it was a rumor or what that they posted about who should be in the new the new nation of domination and it was MVP Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens and the street profits. So I was, I was a little intrigued by that. I do wonder if maybe Randy Orton just, you know, obviously wins next week and then Kevin Owen kind of finds like, um, like a second home kind of with, Raw Underground, I, I wonder if that's kind of maybe where they're going with it. Maybe even like a Mustafa Ali, who's, you know, or you know, guy that, you know, it's kind of in the middle of a new identity, like Aleister Black. Like, it makes you wonder if they're building some faction. The Raw Underground thing, the name of it doesn't make a lot of sense, but the Herd Business, the Herd Business does make, I like the name of Herd Business. I just, I wonder if. Yeah, man. I don't even know. I mean, I obviously just, you know, pulling fucking suggestions out of my ass here, but I, yeah. it wouldn't shock me if Kevin Owens or Black or somebody ends up in this fucking group somehow just as a, as a, a 
change. But once again, like you do that, and here's the here's what people don't realize: you do this, that's fine. Who are they feuding against? Like yeah. you know, you go back in the day with the Nation of Domination, they're feuding with DX. They had other feuds, you know, with the before the Rock was in there, the Rock was feuding. Like they had the feuds that made sense. Like, who are they going to feud with right now that makes sense? And here's the other problem. Actually, no, that that is really the main problem. Who are they going to feud with? Because Randy and Drew, you can't be involved in. That's a whole, that's by itself. So you can't touch that. You're not going to get involved in the Monday Night Messiah because that's a whole nother fucking feud and another faction-ish, not even anymore. And they got their own feud. So who exactly are these guys in a feud with? Because right now I'm even thinking of myself, who are they feuding with right now outside of Apollo? That's it. Like, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know, man. Like, is that how diminished Christ's sake, is that just how diminished the Raw roster is right now? I'm, like, thinking about this right now. Like, they don't even have anybody for those guys to feud with. Like, they're feuding with Apollo, R-Truth, and Tazawa. Like, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't... I don't know, bro. I, I really don't. I'm... I'm so dumbfounded. Like I said, the last message I sent you before we started doing the show, uh, I'm just dumbfounded by this. And, and yeah, like I said, I've been trying to give it the benefit of the doubt by saying stuff like, you know, something. Oh, are you there? Yeah. You're good. I hear you. <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. I think we lost Jay again, guys. Jay. Come on back to the show. (laughs) And Jay's back, guys. (laughs) Uh, I think Anchor hates us today. That's okay. Um... (laughs) Yeah, like I was saying, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. By uh, saying, you know, we don't know what's happening next yet. Let's give it time, blah, blah, blah. But I, this first part of this story, the first part's not always the best. But at the same time, when you just give it pure shit, there's no hope for part two. You know what I mean? And that that's not just in pro wrestling, that's everything. And I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just like I said, I'm dumbfounded. I'm I don't know what to think. I don't know where they're going. I don't there's no direction. Like like you said earlier, there's no fucking direction. And you know, we'll see, you know, like Maybe like Vince actually is paying attention to other companies and what they're doing right now, like Impact with the Russell House stuff, and you know AEW thinking outside the box, doing a women's tournament, and all this. I don't know, just like 
maybe this is his answer to that. And in his head, he thinks, like I said, this is such good shit. But uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I yeah, I it's I agree. It's um, it's kind of just a wait and see. But just like I said, if they didn't lose fans tonight because of like the fans are already as it is. I feel like like I, I wish I knew the. Well, actually, here's here's one I guess thing that makes a little sense here is. I mean, I do know they're concerned about, or they, they're not concerned, but I know AEW is obviously winning and the demographic that they're happy about with the, what is that, the 19 or 29 to 40 range or whatever it is. It's 18 to 40. 18 to 40 range. So I wonder if this is maybe an attempt on the, on the raw side to, to get that. But then I think about it, I'm like, okay, well, that's NXT's issue, not Raw's. So. Mm-hmm. How does that add up? I just I'm trying to understand. Like I will say this: they are attempting to get back to the edginess they had a couple years ago. Now that's it's gonna be it's too difficult to even discuss the the word attitude error shouldn't even even be discussed with no fans in attendance. That just needs to be put put aside. But I agree because you you're not gonna get that crowd that they had in the in the attitude era. Mm-hmm. even with the fans in, in in attendance, let alone no fans. But mm-hmm. they're trying to get a little edgy, you know, with the car accident with Jeff Hardy, his pissing thing, hit, or, you know, with the piss in the face, the bar fight, um, you know, the Otis and uh, fucking Mandy Rose, like Fast Times of Richmond, high sex scene, basically, like, the, you know, extreme rules, like, you know, this past SmackDown, you know, uh, the fiend basically, you know, fucking manable clawing Alexa Bliss. I mean, they're they're starting to get a little edgy, so I, it, it's fine. I don't think this is a perfect. I don't. This is not. I just. I don't know. This is just not. I think going to to to, to help. It. I I don't know. It's it's so bizarre, man. It's so bizarre. I could talk about yeah. this for fucking hours because it's just like it's so just like. As you said, dumbfounded. I'm just speechless, man. Like, like I told you, like I, I'm speechless. I don't even know what the fuck to say. I don't even know what I watched. Yeah, I, I just don't know what I watched. I, I felt like it was like, like they're just like, oh, we got three hours. Let's pull some shit out of, out of our ass. Yeah. Well, speaking of don't know what we watched uh, and pulling shit out of our asses. Uh, I am going to attempt to, at some point, watch the Good Brothers pay-per-view from this past Saturday. Uh, I know you have no interest in that at all, but uh, I've heard some funny things about it. I heard the Bucks were in it, not in a necessarily a live segment. I think it was taped, but, um, well, I'm sure the whole show was taped, I believe, but, um, yeah, not not in an official setting to be on the show. I think it was like a maybe a scene from Being the Elite that they did or something that they aired. I I don't know, but I, I'm I'm curious to see that type of fuckery. And you know that that that's that's the thing. It's like there's there's good and there's bad. Uh, if, if you're the owner of a billion dollar company like Vince's. You, 
you shouldn't be doing stuff that people that don't have that type of money are doing. And there's just a different level of entertainment, you know, and like we expect stupid stuff. So when we see it and we like it, we're entertained by it. There's a difference. We don't expect that from Vince's product, yet we get that from Vince's product, and we're not entertained. So what does that tell you? Real quick, too. Um, so I'm on one of the Facebook pages, and I just got to tell you some of these fucking posts in regard oh to uh, this event. So I'm just going to read them off. You can laugh if you want, but um, right. one is – WWE creative and then there's a picture of Chris Rock smoking crack from New Jack City there's um Bruce Pritchard had the audacity to take a shot at Nick Aldis after writing the, this crap show um <laughs> there was this that was hands down the worst raw of the year felt like Vince Russo was back then it said yep. if you're gonna say a new stable arriving a raw it better be more than GTV camera footage of people throwing Molotovs at a control box. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is just... Oh, God. The last 90 minutes of this show felt like it was put together via Mad Lib. <laughs> yep. Yep. Spot on right there. Oh, God. Um, we all second. There was another one that was just fucking great. Um, there is someone who's saying, is this going to set up a Lashley-Lesnar underground match? I think that would be absolutely atrocious if that happens. That's not... Nobody wants to see that. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's, where's the other one? Was that? Um, I'm trying to think. Guy, there was one that I just literally. Oh, Oh, it's <laughs> one guy. One guy wrote, "See, you've all been baited by WWE for them having a rating rise." <laughs> so like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> one guy literally said. They purposely put that shit on just to get people to watch the show tonight, and there was nothing that was going to happen. I was just like, God, man. World Wrestling Entertainment, these are your fans that are saying this shit. FYI. Okay. Yep. So, just if if you care, I just want to let them know. But, yeah. You know, I think this goes back to what we were saying on the previous show about how with the whole Cena thing and with Roman, it's like any type of reaction is a good reaction, but, you know, there's something to be said about that in business, but if you want to make money and you want people to actually like what you're doing, then why would you put something like this? Because this is not going to make you, it's going to be talked about, sure, but it's not going to make you money. No one's going to want to pay to see this crap. Like, you put this shit on SummerSlam? Oh, my God, dude. I I'll, I don't care if I have the network already. I'm not going to watch it because it's stupid. Or I'll cancel the network subscription. I don't care. It's stupid. You know, I'm going to make a bold statement here. It's, it's not a, predict, a prediction. That, well, it might happen one day, but... I'm going to go out and say that if AEW Dynamite was on Mondays, they would be beaten Raw. Now, and I, and I say this because people might say, oh, the ratings are Raw are high, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is. 
It is. The ratings for AEW and NXT are not high, but mind you, that's two shows. So you almost got to combine those numbers. Now, also, mind you in this, AEW's competition with NXT is at a different level because most wrestling fans realize NXT is the superior product of the of the company. AEW went up one-on-one against the superior product of your company. Now, if AEW went up against the flagship show, I'm telling you, man, you might it might not happen right away, but at some point they would take over the ratings against Raw. Well, if they end up doing a second show it's gotta be a monday you th- has to be you think that yeah i would think so i i mean i, I they're not gonna win on smackdown it's... because of fox but i i do think yeah i do think they need to go out of mondays i really do i think monday and wednesday well i i, I think well, i don't know i mean they they do put in or they do pull decent numbers for a Friday night on Fox. I'll say that. Um, yeah. I mean, the yeah. only thing, if I was AEW, the only thing I wouldn't want to deal with is I wouldn't want to deal with the NFL. And because I just, nobody's, yeah. nobody's going to beat the NFL. And most wrestling fans are, you know, most people our age and stuff who are wrestling fans watch NFL. So it's, it, it's a tough it's tough. I I, well, I think they would be honest with you. I do think they would beat Raw. Um, I think a smarter decision. I think it's tough because they can't move to Tuesdays or Thursdays because of the NF- the NBA and they're on Wednesdays now. You know, against a- NXT Friday is a tough situation and Saturday is hard because people go out Saturdays. You know, people aren't necessarily sitting home watching fucking wrestling on Saturday nights. On a weekly basis, uh, it's tough. True, but very true. And you can't do Sundays because, well, I mean, you can't do Saturdays either because their pay per views are on Saturdays. I mean, I guess you can do too. Sundays, but then you're doing. I mean, yeah, but you don't want to do Sundays because then you got to be then you got to know that a one one Sunday a month you're going up against WWE because of pay per view, and it's just you know I don't know if they want to go yeah. ahead and deal with that. I think if they're doing a second show, it's it's got to be either it's got to be Mondays. It just has to be, or unless they get on a second channel, um, which I don't think they're going to because of the deal with TNT. It's 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 an interesting um, dilemma. I wonder if um, Fox Sports was happy with how things went with WWE and if they'd be willing to kick on a deal with like AEW or something at some point because you know as for an actual wrestling show as opposed to uh, you know a fucking well, ESPN show well how, well how about this for a curveball what if because TNT is a uh, parent company of NBC right uh, I don't know if they are anymore are they they used to be if uh, what if they and, and I know like Vince and, and Embersol, you know they they had the thing. But what if 
they had a falling out because of this XFL latest thing. And what if their AEW is able to get on NBC? No, they're they're not, but they are. No, they are they are sister channels with um, TBS, CNN, CW, HBO, Turner Classic, Cartoon Network, Cinemax, Adult Swim, Boomer Boomerang, True TV. Yeah. So. Well, what if they made a separate deal? They could for a different show like WWE has with Fox and USA. They could, but I just wonder if they would because of the deal they have with TNT right now. Uh, it's... Oh, wait a minute, too. Yeah, USA, Channel 5, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, you're right. That wouldn't work. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so they're... And I don't think AEW wants to... See, AEW doesn't want to do any of that right now also because I think AEW is comfortable with the fact that they are only, I mean, weren't they only doing one show a week in mm-hmm. in general? Yeah. Or, or, or do they have more shows a week? Like, they didn't have house shows, right? AEW, no. Okay. So, I don't know if they're comfortable yet to where they want to book all those, you know, like... Another live show. Yeah. So, I, I think I, the more, the likely scenario is is that they either add another hour or they just promote Darkmore as their second show and it's kind of like, you know, it's taped or whatever, but it just showcases the, you know, like as they're doing now. I think that's the only, the likely scenario. I, I don't anticipate them doing anything bigger with TV for at least another year. I, I, yeah. We could talk about this next September and then, I'd, then I might be like, okay. We'll, let's see what happens, but um. Well, hopefully next September we'll be at uh, Staircast uh, with our press passes and uh, interviewing. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. we'll we'll see what happens in the world, but um. Conrad, call me anyway. <laughs> Conrad, find out some information uh, because I'd love to know what the fuck your friend's doing. But anyway. Right. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, I'm really interested to hear what. Uh, Bully and LaGreca are going to say about this on Busted Open tomorrow. Why do I, why do I have a feeling Bully's going to like this shit? I just... You know, Bully Ray confuses me. He... <laughs> I feel like sometimes he's, he, 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 he's on point that other times I don't know if he's just saying shit to ensure his, a job down the line again, which I don't think he even needs to do that at this point. I, I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I, he can't, he can't like this shit. I don't know how, I don't know how anybody can. It's just, yeah. Listen, and we said this fifteen times in the show already. I said this. This was the sloppiest fucking show put together. I, I've, I've, I think I've seen in a long. In, in Raw in a very long time. This is by far the worst Raw of the year. By far. Like, I mean, Christ's sake, how many matches did they have? They had one, two... Th- I don't know. I mean, well, I guess they had the fucking... Like, probably five, I think. Five or six. But reg- regardless, like, it's just... 
That is horrible. Like, here's another thing, too, that pissed me off. And I get why they did it because of the collapsing. But what is this thing with having tag team partners facing opponents and then they're outside waiting for the match to end and then come in the ring? Like, it just bothered me. Like, you can't separate these matches. I just, I don't know. That bothered me, too. I just, and then the Nia Jax thing, that pissed me off. There's just, there's so many little things about this show that pissed me off. It wasn't funny. I just, I was aggravated. I sent, I think I sent you a text message at like 20 minutes into it and I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah, but t- 20 minutes in, I didn't hate it yet. <laughs> so well, I was confused my, by my, that. My, 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 head, my head was shaking <laughs> immediately with the fucking lights and then as soon as Apollo won and they and then they sent the match for SummerSlam, I was just like, my head was shaking. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I, I was just like, at that point, I was so annoyed that it wasn't even funny. But um. Anyway, that's all I got on uh, this disaster of a fucking show. I don't know if you want to throw anything else in. And and uh, I mean, uh, like I said, the next show, uh, whenever that's going to be, we'll hopefully be having some uh, AEW talk to get this bad taste out of our, our mouths here of this garbage. But uh. We'll be talking that. We'll be talking NXT probably. I'll, I'll have seen SmackDown by then. I'll have seen Impact. And I'll try to watch that, that Good Brothers paper. What's it called? Talking Shop? Yeah. Or something Talking like Shop. Yeah, I'll try to watch that too. And I'll give a review of that. There was one uh, There was one person that put on Facebook that Talking Shop blew away raw. So I'm sure it did, bro. I'm sure it did. And you know, I'll, I know you have no interest, but I'll let you know how it is, and you know, maybe it's be better than the New Japan Cup and actually have me watch it this time. But we'll see. But um, I'm not, I'm no better with the New Japan Cup though, because I only watched one more show than you did. <laughs> but um, yeah, guys, that's all we got for the show for tonight. It was kind of just a add-on extra show. Um, it'll probably be posted t- tomorrow or today at some point. So. Uh, keep a keep a lookout for it and um yeah hey, uh, real quick speaking of new japan uh the tournament we were talking about on the last show who's all what are the matches again it's tonga and brody king oh here i can tell you uh, real quick uh, yeah Cobb and uh uh tonga loa Juice or not? Juice. There you go. Ben and uh, Chase. It's um Carl Fredericks against Kenta, Jeff Cobb against Angeloa, Tama against Brody King, yes. Chase and David Finley. All right, yeah, that's right. I, I, Carl Fredericks is the one that uh, I couldn't remember who Kenta was facing. I think it'd be pretty yeah. cool to have all four members of the Bullet Club win their matches. They would be all Bullet Club finals. It'd be great. Semis and finals. It'd be great. Um, yeah, but like I said to you, I, I see Tama Tonga winning this. Yeah, Tonga or Kenta, one of the two. Right. I don't know. Um, I think maybe with uh, Cobb and Tonga Loa, they might do a double countout finish. Because uh, I don't know how Kenta's going to beat Cobb. And then uh, I'm sure, you know, Tonga Loa will beat Brody Kane somehow. And then. Uh, I don't see Chase beating Finn, unfortunately. I like Finn, though. So, Finn and Tonga, I think, will be a good match there. And Kenta may get a bye. And then, yeah. Maybe Kenta and uh, 
Tonga, uh, Tomatonga all Bullet Club final still. I don't know. Yeah. Should be interesting. So. Um. Definitely, man. But yeah, all right, guys. Well, yeah. what's up? You go. No, I was gonna say that's all I got, man. So I guess we'll uh, we'll be back next time. Yep, sounds good. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with you shortly. All right, bye bye.